Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. As a recap, Ayurveda has three main doshas or three main mind-body types known as Vata, Pitta and Kapha. We may have one or two of these as our dominant doshas or even all three may be very present with somebody who is tridoshic. When we recognise which of the doshas have become out of balance, then we can focus on which aspects would help to bring it or them back into balance, which means that we would be working with the opposite qualities of that dosha. For example, with vata dosha, if we are feeling spaced out light and airy, maybe we've got some bloating, some gas, maybe we have some popping of air in the joints, then we want to focus on things that are more heavy and lubricating instead. Which dosha we want to focus on balancing will depend on our health goals. So for example, if your primary goal is to reduce weight, then most likely we would be looking at balancing kapha. However, it's not always that simple. If some of the reason for the eating is due to stress and anxiety, then it may be that we need to balance the nervous system through balancing vata dosha first or incorporating some vata practices into the treatment plan. If you are somebody who has a lot of pitta, when in excess, you may get quite impatient and angry and over-competitive. Then we need to reduce pitta dosha in that person. But also if the person has a lot of anxiety, we may need to bring in some vata balancing elements too. So it's not always as simple as looking at one of them and bringing that back into balance. However, that's certainly a good place to start and something that you can begin to do by yourself. But if you really want to be in tune and really make a significant difference to your health, then working with an Ayurveda health coach can help to look at the whole picture. We would look at all of your mind, body and emotional factors that are at play to really then find a plan to help bring you back into balance with your health priorities without aggravating other health concerns that may be going on, whilst also taking into account any aggravations that might be caused by particular seasons or times of life. We are focusing on balancing vata routines in this episode today. And if you are unsure where to start, then vata dosha is the queen of the doshas and a great place to begin. If you implemented a couple of ideas from this episode, you would start to feel a difference. And balancing vata is also key when it comes to managing anxiety. And I share how my experience began in episode 70, how Ayurveda helped control my anxiety. So feel free after this episode to go back to the previous one. We can come to understand which qualities might throw vata out of balance. Vata can be aggravated by an excess of dry qualities. This might be dry food, dry climates, a lack of hydration, and a lack of intake of oils, whether that be oils to the skin or oils in cooking and food. 
Symptoms of excess dryness include dry skin, cracking and popping of joints, constipation, muscles wasting away and some joint pains. Another quality that aggravates vata includes lightness. And lightness is increased by lots of travel, by activities such as jogging, by having too little food and not bringing that heaviness into the body. And also it links in with excessive fasting if that's something that you or the people around you might choose to do. Symptoms of having too many light qualities in your lifestyle include feeling ungrounded, feeling lightheaded, having tinnitus and possibly experiencing weight loss. Another quality that can aggravate vata dosha is the cold and we are in winter now. This might include too many cold food and drinks, exposure to cold weather and I'm sure some of you can relate to the stiffness that we get in this winter time um, in the joints that can feel so stiff and uncomfortable in some of us. Or maybe you've got cold hands and feet and we might have poor circulation and maybe we're experiencing slower digestion as the cold is putting out the digestive fire. Another quality that can throw vata dosha out of balance includes the rough quality. This might be increased by things like raw food or beans and symptoms when this is out of balance include constipation, bloating and cracking joints. And if we think of a piece of sandpaper and if we were to put that across our cheek and then in comparison a soft cosy blanket, the rough is more stimulating and the soft and the smooth blanket is so much more relaxing and calming. Another quality is being too mobile. This will be increased through excess activity. For example, having an irregular lifestyle with no rest, which is why routines are so important. It might be that you are often multitasking and rushing around from one thing to the next or even rushing through the task at hand. Travelling will always increase the mobile qualities within us. So when this is in excess, we might experience symptoms of restlessness or insomnia. It could show up as over-talking. We might experience spasms and tics, tremors. And also ADHD can be linked to this as well. And finally, the clear quality which sounds a little bit strange, the clear quality, what on earth is that, (laughs) can also aggravate batter. So this might be through things like excess cleansing or too much fasting. It can bring with it a sense of emptiness, forgetfulness, and also loneliness and fear. And fear, of course, really ties in with anxiety that I'm so passionate about supporting people with. In order to balance vata, routines are absolutely essential because these are when vata, because vata people when they're out of balance tend to feel more sporadic, overwhelmed and disorganized and they can find it hard to focus. Therefore, before getting to that point, if we've got some structure and a container for life, that really helps to bring some balance and ensures that we've got practices in place that are gonna serve as well 
then having those routines that naturally kind of happen that we get into that we build up can really help us to feel balanced day to day and you know even avoid feeling the overwhelmed and disorganized. So when it comes to creating a balanced vata, we can counterbalance the drying effects that may be creating this imbalance by ensuring that the body and mind are well hydrated with warm food and drinks in order to balance the cold quality too. So this could be a warm ginger tea to start the day made with fresh ginger and then sipping that throughout the day and particularly having some of this ginger tea 20 to 30 minutes before meals if you need to support your digestion. When it comes to warm food, then you could choose more sweet, sour and salty tastes which are vata balancing because these help to hydrate the body whilst also feeling nourishing and heavier to balance any light qualities that might be aggravated. When we think about creating our daily routines, one good place to begin is with our bedtime and wake up times. And ideally, when we can be in bed by 10pm to get the most restful sleep that is available between 10 and 12pm. This helps also to ensure that we're hopefully going to get the 7 to 9 hours sleep that we need as adults and still be able to get up early when the circadian rhythm wants us to get up when light is starting to come up into the day with nature and really make the most also of the cortisol increase that comes early morning, which if we miss and we end up getting up quite late, say on the weekend, then you might notice that actually you feel a little bit more sluggish than if you had gotten up a little bit earlier. So once you are up and had some warm water and ginger tea, then I suggest that you have some slow time and quiet time just for you. This might look like five to 10 minutes slow yoga and grounding yoga practices, such as a couple of rounds of slow sun salutations to add a little bit of warmth to counterbalance any cold. And doing things like a nourishing child's pose or some forward folds or laying down poses on the mat that are lying close to the earth. It could also be simple breath practices, perhaps deep belly breathing, and then moving into alternate nostril breathing once you've got a bit more experience if breath practices are new to you. If you're somebody who showers in the morning, then you could add to this with a little self-oil massage to ensure that you are well lubricated to support any joints and tissues. And this can be done before a shower with some warm oil, such as sesame oil to balance vata, or a vata-specific oil that you can get from places such as Ayurveda Pura or the ones that I use from Tri Dosha in Nottingham. These balancing oils will then seep into the skin and the tissues, helping to support the body and the mind and also support the function of the organs. Once applied, the oil can be gently rinsed off in the shower and it will also help to ensure that a warm shower during winter will not dry out the skin and the body too much. Because I don't know if you're like me, I like to crank the temperature up in the winter, but my skin never thanks me for it. So in summary, your routine for beginning the day might look like a warm, fresh ginger drink, some slow grounding yoga and or a breath practice. You could 
build on this over time and all the body or part of the body depending on time before then taking a nice warm relaxing shower. How nice might that feel to start your day? And I suggest that if you can avoid looking at your phone or any screens during this time, then it will help the mind to feel less busy and it will mean that you are taking in less sensory impressions that may be affecting your mental state and to really start the day instead connecting with you and your body and what it is that you need. Along with continuing to drink warm drinks throughout the day, such as the ginger tea, particularly before meals, as I mentioned, When it comes then towards the evening, you can think about how to really slow down and wind down so that you feel settled, nourished and nurtured and really safe for a good night's sleep. An evening routine to balance butter may include another short yoga practice or a couple of favourite yoga poses, maybe holding those yin style for maybe three to five minutes each. It may also include a face massage to help to release mental burdens and tension in the face, the mind. Maybe you've got a little bit of a tight jaw. Or if that doesn't feel good, then you might, if it's accessible, you could do a little foot massage to really draw down out of the mind and ground into the feet. If you are somebody that showers in the evening and you may wish to apply oil before the shower, or moisturise afterwards. And then when applying your moisturiser or oil, you may like to become aware of your hands on hands on the arms, feeling your hands apply it to the legs. Become aware of the body and how that feels, to feel like you're really nourishing the skin and taking good care of yourself in a slow and calm way. If you use the Ayurveda herb-infused oils or moisturisers, then these tend to be infused with natural herbs, which help to bring about medicinal balancing qualities that not only support the skin, but the tissues, the body and the mind as well. As I record this episode, we're in winter here in the UK, as I think I've mentioned, and with the darker evenings, this is the perfect opportunity to do some candle gazing, where we begin to watch the flame in a mindful way, and we can start to take in the warmth and the light from the candle. Or you might like to lay down and get cosy with lots of cushions and blankets, really avoiding any rough feelings and going for that cosy soft effect, lying down for a relaxing yoga nidra that requires really absolutely nothing for you to do but you would simply follow along to mine or whoever's voice is guiding you during that session. And to boost the fatter balancing qualities of the yoga nidra, you could choose one that's based around grounding or related to the root chakra or the earth element or nature and the trees. And this is going to help bring about even more balance. You also want to try and ensure that the pace of the voice is slow to encourage a busy and subtle moving vata mind to really slow down. Yoga Nidra works with the different brainwave states, eventually helping us move through the body, through the emotional states, down into the core to our bliss state. And as we move through this, we move towards the delta brainwaves, where we are feeling much more rested, similar to when we are in deep sleep, therefore giving a vata the nourishment, slowness, and rest 
that they really need. In summary, an evening routine that could be built up to balance fatter might look like a short yoga practice, possibly a warm shower, some candle gazing and or yoga nidra. So these are recommendations for the morning, the evening, and it would really depend on your own preferences, time, support and environment. Also recognising any obstacles that might need to be overcome to start to implement some of this step by step and to start to really feel the benefits. Perhaps this all sounds quite appealing to you or perhaps your morning and evening just feel like a rush and like there is no spare time or you simply don't have the energy to start a new routine. But if we want to feel different, we need to make changes, otherwise things remain stuck and stagnant. If you prioritise you and started and ended your day with things that help you to feel better, the knock-on effect is huge, not just for you and your health, but the ripple effect that it creates around you too. If you want to find out more about the different mind-body types in Ayurveda and which one is perhaps in more excess for you and ways that you can help to balance this with supporting anxiety at the same time, then please do go over to the link in the show notes for my anxiety profile quiz and have detailed there some step-by-step things that you can do to start to create an Ayurveda routine. So coming back to this episode, what can you take and begin to try out this week? I invite you to share this with a friend for some accountability, share with them what it is that you're going to try out. And also I'd love for you to share it with me too, or do get in touch and let's chat more about creating supportive Ayurveda routines to help with anxiety. I'm always on the other side of a message and you can find me via the links in the show notes. So thanks for taking the time to listen and join me for this conversation today. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day or evening and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Beauty Food Balance podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday. Do follow me on Facebook and Instagram at beautifullybalanced.online.